to when we lasted. Ah, ah, you almost got it with Steve's song. <laughs> yeah, last week, the help, the the biggest hint was the nasal voice. Ah, the super. The Tom DeLong. Yeah, the Tom DeLong. Where voice. are you? Yeah. <laughs> Um, by the way, I've been reviewing the tapes. That wasn't my first guess. That was right. I had two guesses. What was the other one? Uh, Beck. When I got Beck. Oh, and hell you saw yeah. I cheated. Did, did <laughs> you I was cheat? Like, did you cheat? Bro, I've been Listen, <laughs> guessing between- them wrong this whole time. Now, the fact that I got one right, you think because it was a cheat? There's a massive inconsistency here, okay? Y- huge. You want to know what it is? Yeah. Um, I'll play all these hit songs. You'll be like... No idea, man. I wasn't in the country before this was around. Yeah. But somehow, you know Beck? Yeah, somehow I got Beck. That's a freaking loophole. That makes no sense in that logic. No, it makes sense because I'm like... <laughs> was Beck huge where you lived before? No. Backstreet Boys were big in Iraq and Yemen. And um, and Beck wasn't? Beck was not. Of course not. No. But uh, somehow this guy pulls out Beck. Eagles you know? was big. What was the other one you got? And and then uh, last week's no, Steve's song is not. <laughs> <laughs> the song is called Adam's song. You call it Steve's song. You got Blink One Eighty Two though, which is good. Yeah, um, you I know, let you down. On that I, I played that because that's my all time favorite song, but also because uh, Derek actually played that in the gym the other day, and I thought if there's one place I'll never hear Blink, it's at. Uh, the gym because it's yeah. often like Euro beats like one more time and I'm just like it gets annoying you know yeah so to hear Blink was kind of like nice you didn't have a Euro beats phase eh no There's no way I did I had I think while you were having the skateboard phase I was having like a little Euro beats my, all ages clubs oh phase. like body English did you go oh, there yes yeah yeah and that shut down good it was an all ages club it's now a, it's now a strip club. What's it called now? It's the, apparently the, they advertise the world, the North America's biggest strip club. It's like, all right. North America's biggest strip club? Yeah. And I know the whole layout of inside. I just haven't been to that strip club. Guys, I brought Charlie to the studio today. We're going to talk about the strip club in a second. No, it's he's okay. freaking like, Char, don't do that. He's licking my floor. Like he's like a mop. Yeah, like inch by inch. <laughs> he's <laughs> just following the grout. Tile by tile. Char, Char, don't do that. Come here. Come here. I'll put you in a pumpkin. <laughs> I love it. He looks at me when I give him these threats. Like, I'll put you in a pumpkin. It literally means nothing. But he looks at me like, oh, my God. I think I'm in shit. You, you said that? <laughs> Come here, Char. Come. Come here, buddy. Oh, now he's going to be hard to get. Anyways, North America's largest strip club. No, we're good. We're, we're not going to talk wow. about this anymore. Crazy. Did you go when it was like that? <laughs> no, no, no. I went when it was all ages. Man, strip clubs are so uncomfortable. I'm just yeah. going to say it. it. They are not for me. They're not for me either. You just sucked your teeth. They're, like, they're not for, for me either. either. <laughs> yeah, I don't believe that for a second. No, man, I don't like the awkward sexual vibes, you know? That's what it is. You walk in there, and like, I'm not shy, but like, I'm definitely not the type of guy to come up to you at a bar. Yeah. I'm not at all. And so, at a strip club, from what I've heard, mm-hmm. <laughs> actually, we need proper music. Well, they come up to you, so it might be easier for shy people. <laughs> yeah, but it's... It's still like uncomfortable. It's just that. so fake. Yeah. You know. Okay, so this is on this the is sh- your this is stripper music playlist. This is this is the workout music as well. <laughs> okay, so anyways, you walk into a strip club, you're like, "Hey, what's up, guys? Say hi to your friends." All of a sudden, you're walking over to your friends, and you get interrupted. Like someone cuts in front of you, and it's yeah. like a lady named Diamonds, and she's like, "Diamond, yes, yeah, big boy." <laughs> Can I have a ride on that lap? And you're like, I'm just trying to get to my friends. Oh, come on, big boy. Can I get myself a drink? And this is playing in the background. Come on, baby. Let me just twerk this ass. (laughs) I I could tell. And anyone who's ever gone to a strip club can tell right now. Dan has never been to a strip club. This is... The most unstuck oh. ever. <laughs> no, man. Don't you, are you kidding me? They always come up to you. Yeah, they come up to you, but this song never plays. No, this song never plays. <laughs> Listen, I'm playing a, a playlist like, on Spotify called Stripper Music. Yeah, it's a lot of Rihanna. This is fun. Let's play. What's, let's see what the next one is. You tell me then, Mr. Stripper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently, Omar is a stripper connoisseur here. Here we go. Is this an ass working? Oh, hell yeah. Just twerking cheeks. You see, American Just- strip clubs are different. No, no, no. This doesn't happen. 
Are you kidding? Bring out yeah. Patty. And here she is for her second song of the night. Diamond. <laughs> it's Make sure, Friday. gentlemen, that you take her to the <laughs> VIP lounge. Take care of Diamond tonight. <laughs> wow. Let me see that ass clap. Yeah. This is, okay, anyways. I don't know how we got on the topic of stripping. Today we're talking about things that make us happy. Oh, honestly, <laughs> Charlie, guys, strip clubs. And we are actually talking <laughs> about things that make us happy, and that was a perfect segue. Yeah. Um, no, listen, every time I've been to a strip club, it's never been a comfortable thing for me. Yeah. I've been with friends out of like, I kind of had to go because the group was going. My guess is you've gone to a lot of American strip clubs and not so much Canadian strip clubs. Not true. I went to Zanzibar here in Toronto once. Ah. I hate to admit that. Zanzibar for everyone listening at home, yeah, is like like a legendary. It is pretty legendary in Toronto. It just has like big neon lights. Um, it's not legendary for I don't know what goes inside, but like, it's not legendary for that. It's just legendary for their sign. It's in yeah. smack downtown. Yeah, I was there for twenty minutes max. So uncomfortable. Mm. There was at least like five people over the age of fifty with a stripper on their lap calling yeah, them daddy. It's disgusting. It, yeah, I went on like... Just the fact that then they go to you. It's like, bro, I saw you. Yeah, I'm like, you were with a guy that was literally, at that time, almost three times my age. Yeah. You know? And now you're going to come and sit in my lap. And he just told you, no, why are you coming to me? That's how, <laughs> but that's how... That Everyone has a flavor, I get it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyways, they're not for me. And I'm glad because like, I've been to a few bachelor parties recently. And usually there's like a, a Charlie's loving Amar right I'm now. okay with this. Um, usually there's a lot of char char. Don't do that. He just randomly gives smooches guys. Here's the thing. I am very okay with dogs. Love dogs. Mm -hmm. The licks can get, yeah, I could, <laughs> he's not a lick guy. His hand is resting on the couch and Charlie Far. jumped up to lick his finger and he just lifted it up. Really it's quick. like a boxing dodge, you know, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know, Charlie is such a sweet dog. He likes to give like surprise kisses so often, like yeah. just on your ear, maybe your cheek. I feel like he's like playing a game, you know, he's just like. If I kiss him, he'll pet me, and he, here and it works. Oh, I love him. He's speaking of things that make you happy. Charlie, Charlie brings me so much love. You know, it's a feeling of like I just love the guy. I look at him and I'm like, I love you with my entire being. You know? Yeah, he's top three for you for sure. Hundred percent, eh? maybe man, higher, maybe, maybe top, top two, maybe top one. You know, when I'm in a relationship, I obviously I love the girl that I'm with. Mm -hmm. I'm very interested. That's why I don't have many long-term relationships. I just don't, I, I don't know. I just, I find that I'm not super interested in a lot of people. Yeah. Maybe that's what it is. Like you and don't look at them and you're like, I love you in your head. Uh, I do after a while. Good. When Once you become like best friends with them, you know, yeah. where you guys have like shared your secrets, you've gone through experiences together. Yeah. I think a, a sensation of love sets in. Charlie's got a different kind of love. Like, I'm all he's got in a sense, you know, like if he wants to have a good day, it's on me if he has a good day. Damn. If he goes out, it's on me if he goes out. So I'm so much in control of his life. Yeah. And he just is so sweet and he cuddles. Oh my God, I just love him. It's crazy, eh? Like it's such a like one way relationship of you giving, but still somehow with pets and with like, we always think like one way relationships are unhealthy. Right? Mm -hmm. That you just give, 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 give. Mm -hmm. And you think, weirdly, that if you just give, 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 that you should get something in return. But with pets, it's all give. It's all, like, literally, like, he's all you got. Or, wow. No, no, no. Jeez, sorry, sorry, thanks sorry. for that. Whoa, 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 whoa. My bad, my bad. <laughs> you, you are all he's got. So it's obviously so it, give, 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 give. But the love is, like, unmatchable. It's crazy. It's unmatchable. It's not really good. Here's the thing, though, with humans. This goes in a lot of sense, even outside of pets. We tend to think, we look at a situation, analyze it yeah. as, wow, I'm giving so much and they're taking me for granted and this and that. And it's, I've realized that before you make a statement, like I give so much and they give me nothing, that yeah. type of statement, you have to flip the script and say, hold on, what are these people giving you in return? Yeah. I did. I made that mistake once, you know, I made all this merch and I've got a close group of friends and none of them bought the merch. Yeah. And I told them how much work went into it and, and I support their stuff when they're, when they are making stuff, like my friend just started leather wallets. I made sure right first day he said it, I'm like, I want to buy a wallet. Yeah. I don't need a wallet, but I'm doing it to support him. Well, people may not do that back, 
But what these guys give me is a resource of authenticity within people. Mm. I can be Dan Roto outside of Danocracy. I can be who I want to be, and they're fun to be around, and they actually like me for me. Yeah. And that's what we often skip over. Yeah. Like, you, you're probably getting something. Like, whether it's they're, they're giving you their attention, they're coming to events with you. And you're actually taking it for granted. And you're taking it for granted. Exactly. We, it's such a world that we live in where it's, we only analyze our one side of things. Oh, yeah. I do all this and they do nothing in return. Really? Come and the on. point I'm trying to make is like, it's such a popular thing of like, you know, these days you shouldn't just give, like you should expect almost something back. But look at like someone like the greatest loves, mm-hmm. i.e. you and Charlie, mm-hmm. and it's all give. Like, I think, I think the key here is to just not keep score. And I friggin hate yeah. oh, man. when people keep score. You know what's good is I think you are pretty close to narrowing love down. You've said two things that are pretty spot on for love. Mm. One was... F- I'm so happy right now. Yeah, it's I like, can tell. I got a big it. smile. Yeah, here's a night. <laughs> <laughs> Keep on. Let me hear this one. Uh, well, For a single guy, you know. <laughs> a lo- <laughs> for like a lot of episodes ago, yeah. you said that the secret to love is that you both have to feel extremely lucky to have the other person. Mm-hmm. A sense of like, how did I get them? And they had the same thing. And it's this ever growing of continually to try and work hard for this person. You never get lazy. Yeah. That's one attribute that I think lies in a healthy relationship. Mm-hmm. The second one you mentioned was just now where, um, what did you say? Don't keep score. Don't keep score. And it's true. Like the second you start keeping score is when you start to, you start to put a value on different actions they do. Well, yeah. you know, they bought me dinner, but it wasn't a good dinner. It was a cheap one. <laughs> and I bought them a steak dinner. Like yeah. when you start getting very like finicky with comparing, man, you're, you're just fueling the anger. Yeah. It gets in like the trenches and you're like bringing up technicalities and like missing the big point so stupid, of like, man. yeah, okay, it was a shitty dinner, but like I spent like... <laughs> Three hours with you. Of my time, yeah. And that's like, what's the score on that? Yeah. You they know? don't, they never count that score. Yeah, so just don't even keep score and you'll be fine. You know Do what? out of love and that's it. What kills a relationship, and I could speak from experience, is that when resentment sets in, Oof. good luck. Yeah. And, I, and I don't want to sound discouraging if some of you guys are going through a, a relationship where resentment is there. It can be cleared if, this is a massive if, both people are aware it's there and are working towards getting over that hurdle. Because resentment is like, mm. literally, it starts as a curb. Okay, you can step over it, it's fine. But if it's not addressed and it keeps going, well, then it's become like a little fence. Mm. Now you gotta hop over it. Then it's gonna become a wall, and then it's gonna become like a border wall where it's like really impossible to get over. Yeah, and then you're just gonna quit when it's too impossible. Well, then it's, yeah, then you view it as like, you guys are so divided. Like the wall is literally between you guys, and yeah. you can no longer conquer it. Man, I hate resentment. It's such bullshit. And it starts off as the smallest friggin' thing. Yeah. It'll be like, God, I hate the way that you're sniffing from your nose right now. <laughs> like that. What's that movie called? Crazy Stupid Love or something? Yeah. I've never seen it. And like the girl like hates that guy for the way, he, or no, the guy hates the girl for like the way she picks at the tomato of the guacamole. <laughs> and it's literally like that. that. That's what resentment gets you is like, the smallest, yeah. littlest yeah. shit 100%. of how you dip your chip in the guacamole. Yeah. You start You have words. these weird annoyances that are like so irrational that you could also maybe reframe it as cute. Yeah. Like resentment could be flipped completely to maybe be cute. Yeah. Maybe not. You know, like, I don't know. I've gone through enough resentment of other people Yeah, that I'm very aware of it. And uh, like you've been resented or you resent no, like people? I've resented people that I love. And um, I mean, they're still in my life and I still love them. But I'm glad we got over that hurdle of finding out what I resented and finding out even the meaning of resentment. Because a lot of people are just not even aware. Oh, no, man, they're not aware at all. Because re- they just turn resentment into some sort of hate that can't be changed. It turns them into this like. I don't know why I'm so angry whenever I'm around him. It's just something bothers me about him. And it's like, that's where you sit down and say, what is it that bothers you? Even if it's something as small as like a nose whistle, there's something more there. It's a nose whistle that started when you guys were in a fight and that was only pissing you off even more, you know? It's crazy. It's like, oh, Charlie's lying on you. 
His like, ass is in the dog, air. Like doggy style. Like, <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> like, like face down, ass up. <laughs> well, this guy just sexualized my dog. <laughs> and now he's like, hey. He's going look, for a kiss. Get yeah, ready. He's going, it's great. He's awesome. <laughs> Anyways, let's, let's continue this talk then about uh, things that make you happy, okay? Mm. I want to ask you, what was the best day of your life and why? Best day of my life. And why? <sighs> that is, it's hard, man. It's like... Look, it's a big question. You don't want to like... I don't want you to think about it like at 2 a.m. tomorrow and just be like, oh my God. I okay, here's my like little escape route before I say it. Okay? Oh, you're you're uh, prefacing it. I've heard them or maybe through you or maybe through friends. You know that Mind Explained series? Amazing series. Yeah. Uh, apparently how we're so bad at remembering what the best day yes, of our lives are. Yes, I think yes. it was through you. It was through uh, me, yeah. yeah. On here, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good memory. Uh, <laughs> sarcasm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> here's, this is how resentment starts, yeah. by the way. Good <laughs> memory. Nose was <laughs> <laughs> Um, Yeah, so I don't know if it's, you know, I'm sure there's a few. Uh, grade 7 was a really good day. There was grade one seven. You only went to grade seven <laughs> one day. There was a whole day in grade seven. Um, I had like a crush on this girl. Yeah. And I thought it was gonna be the end of the world if she says no. And I asked her, and asked her she what? had. I asked her out in seventh grade. Yeah. Where do you go out in seventh grade? Literally recess. Oh man, it's a little, it's a little recess. It's a cute, funny story. Okay, okay tell grade it, tell seven. It. Let's hear. It. She was my best friend, and I was so so like I was petrified that oh. she might say no let me get you some background music going there you on. Go. uh i was petrified and i just like i'm a sweaty dude and grade seven it was like when the sweat like first started like puberty and stuff and this is when i don't know i just asked her out and i was like for sure she's gonna say okay and you walked for up sure to her? she's gonna say no okay for sure like i walked up to her knowing she's gonna say no yeah right because I, I was on MSN and I was log, logging in and logging this off. Magic Sorry, go on. What happened? Yeah. <laughs> it's like logging oh, on MSN did... we used to get like attention and stuff. Yeah. And she wouldn't say hi. I was like, damn, man, she doesn't Did like you me. do that? I yeah. see that floating around as like memes, you know, of like. Whoa, yeah. Logging. I saw people do it and they filled up my whole screen. I'm like, I get it. I never yeah. knew until like two years ago people did it for attention. I'm like, I get it. You're, you're signed in. Yeah. I never then, viewed it as romantic. Or... So she would always do it like an hour later after I do mine. And I was like, man, there's someone else in her life. Like, for oh, sure. I hate that feeling. And then you're like, start to see who else, what other guys went online. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah Anyways, yeah. I show up to her. Uh, no, I get to her like at third recess because like you can't ask her out on first recess because then like lunch and third, it would be awkward. It would be awkward. It's like, well, yeah. we're supposed to go out like in yeah, two yeah. recesses. <laughs> so I went third recess and I just went up to her and I asked her out. Nadia. Nadia, okay. Will you go out with me? She a freak though. Yeah. Cool. She said yeah. Yeah. She said. She said, "Oh my God, Amara, I thought you'd never ask me <gasps> out." And I was like, "Let's go!" And then he spun in circles. Oh, man. Nadia, I love you. That's <laughs> not my voice. <laughs> it's me, Kermit the Frog. <laughs> and I walked her home. It was a long walk home. That's good though. <laughs> It was like wow, man. It was like from Streetsville to like Heartland. That's oh, a long walk. That's a hike, man. I was that's like, yo, why don't you take a bus? <laughs> Jeez, man. Okay, so um, and like we kissed. It was no, great, man. You kissed? Yeah. When you ask someone out, it was like automatic. Wait, wait, wait. Kiss. Hold on. You asked this girl out, and the first day you guys kissed. Oh, 100 percent. In seventh grade. Yeah. We were like <sighs> best friends, and she's still she's still. Didn't cool. we go she's to not, the same? No, we didn't. No. Did I know this girl? No. no, yeah, I, yeah, and I she just got married like a year ago. Oh, sorry to hear that. No, it's all good. I, you know, I was happy for her. You know, I was like, no, that means you can't walk her on twenty kilometer walk home. Yeah. Anyways, this was like this was grade seven. We lasted through the summer of grade grade seven eight. What does that mean? That means it's well, impossible. Like that's how good of a relationship. No, if, but, <laughs> if you're in grade eight and your relationship lasted through the summer of grade seven to eight, like. <laughs> You are killing it. You. What do you do? You deserve to be married. What happens in seventh grade summer for Amar? Like, do you guys go to the movies? Movies, Wonderland, uh, oh, Wonderland. arcades, and you just more hold, movies. You just hold hands and make out at the arcade. 
I don't know what that is. Uh, <laughs> it's like a turtle making out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <that's> best <laughs> video. <laughs> best tur- we have to explain that, guys. That's a, no, you know it. You know that, it at that home. That is a, a turtle orgasm that Amar is making. Like, YouTube it. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. Um, yeah, man. So anyways, we lasted through to grade eight. And then my best friend in grade eight, um, like my guy best friend in grade eight, I honestly thought she was having an affair. <laughs> an affair? Like he would like come in to the to class and like oh, hug her. Man. And I was like, damn, like get your hands off my girl. There's something there. And they're like both my best friends, right? Anyways, one recess, I just confronted her. I was like, hey, look, I'm like super jealous. I don't know what it is, but I really don't like how you're hugging him. No. And she's like, oh my God, Amar, like I didn't know that made you like uncomfortable. Like, it's all good. I won't do that. No, I was like, no, it's already too late. It's in my head and we can't be together anymore. <laughs> We're just better off as friends. <laughs> just You ended it just like that? Broke up with her. Man, you want it out. Don't even lie. Uh, yeah. You I did. want it out. You don't just break anyways. And then it was like, it was such a good breakup that even like, we were like at the breakup. We're like, okay, but we're gonna tell everyone this was mutual, you know. Like that's yeah. like in in middle yeah. school, that's like respectful. Oh uh, yeah, it's it respectful mutual. after middle school, man. <laughs> Instead mutual. of going around saying I broke up with, you know, let's let's. I don't want to talk about breakups again. <clears throat> Sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> let's. Uh, it's that whole thing of breaking up and who did what. I hate that, man. Yeah, I hate that because so often it is misconstrued. I'm going to go into this. Here we go. It gets misconstrued as to just because someone breaks up with someone else. Yeah. Doesn't mean that they wanted to. Okay. Mm-hmm. Personal experience. Yeah. It could be. And here's a saying I like to talk. I like to say, if you throw a dart at a balloon or if you throw darts at a balloon, one of them is bound to hit and one of them is bound to pop that balloon. Yeah. And some relationships are like that. Some people don't have the strength to want to do it. So they, they kind of slowly faucet you off mm-hmm. and then you have to do it, you know, for your own self-respect. And then there's this narrative that you broke up with them. And it's like, what? Yeah. I hate that. That's happened. Also to guys, I mean, I don't make generalizations a lot, but we're always the assholes. Listen, there's no escaping that. You're always the asshole. Yeah, so just embrace it and make it in the That's, most unasshole way. Yeah, very good point. It doesn't matter how close you guys were in a relationship. The story will get twisted so you seem like an asshole. Yeah. You're either... And like the words would be like emotionally unavailable. It's like, no, man. Every relationship I ever had, I've always wished that I could sit down their friends. I've only had maybe (laughs) three or four serious, serious relationships. The press conference with friends. Where I can be like, look, let's hear what you heard about me. Let's go hit me. (laughs) Not true. That's been embellished. That's a lie. (laughs) That's kind of true. Really? They said that? (laughs) That was true. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, it's just, uh, it's funny how when a relationship ends, you kind of get this mentality of like, I need to fix my name. Yeah. I need to clear, clear my name. Yeah. Even though it's just like three people that (laughs) that really think you're an asshole. I don't really care. (laughs) I think if it goes to now rumors, you know, if somebody after the age of 22 mm-hmm. is going to hear a rumor and think it's gospel and hold on to that as if it's fact. Yeah. That's on you, man. Like that's so immature. Like you should be past that, man. Yeah. When I honest to God, when I hear a rumor at someone else, I go, Oh, okay. Wow. They said that I'll feed it, but I'll never adopt that way of thinking until I see it myself. Yeah. Make the concrete judgment. Do it yourself. Be your own person. Yeah. You know? So yeah, man, that was, one of the best days of my life for sure because it's just like, you know, there are some really good days and there are some amazing best days, but none had like the impact of like the best. I know what you mean. Of like for six months, I was like, yo, you're actually sick. Like anything you want, you get it. You know, you ask this girl out, you got the girl. Oh, that's what you had. After, after dating Jeez, my, man. yeah. I still don't have that courage. Sure. But do you remember like asking a girl out? Like no. That, like that? <laughs> That, I, that fear. Let me tell you something <laughs> it's about such my a fear, and then like you, it's gonna, such an accomplishment, a big accomplishment. I can yeah. I can only understand the sensation. Sorry, I have asked girls out. Yes. Okay. Now, yes, the first girl I dated, I asked her out, and she. Uh, and that feel for you? Uh, oh my god, one of the best feelings ever. To yeah. be honest with you, when, especially when you're a teenager and it's a first. Mm. 
I thought this girl was out of my league. This is my first girlfriend. You knew her. Um, and I thought, oh, man, she's so hot. She's so nice. She's so cool. And I asked her out, and I heard that I threw a, a rumor that she liked me. And I'm like, what? Wow. It took me like three days to process this, that she liked me. Wow. And I'm like, no. And then I heard that at parties, she would ask if I was coming. I'm like, me? Wow. Yeah, like context is everything here, but yeah. she was top five. She was awesome. Great girl. Uh, sometimes you think, you know, the one that got, you ever, well, you ever ask like, yourself that? Like the one that got away? Not everybody does. No, but that's like probably, that would be on the other spectrum. The worst day of my life is like, if let's say I hadn't asked out. Oh, Nadia no, wouldn't be a no, man. And then like you see her with some other dude and like, let you're me like, tell I you know so. you're not happy and I'm not happy yeah. and that. Oh, but, but, not asking the girl and she slips away. That's probably my biggest fear. Um, the, the whole concept of like the one that got away is tricky because when you see the, when you guys end a relationship and you see them with a guy after mm. your brain tells you, man, that was the one that mm -hmm. was the one that got away. It's like, no, it wasn't. Why did you guys end the relationship then? Clearly it wasn't the one that's the worst moment. And that's what causes months of being stuck in a loop, yeah. you know, is thinking, okay, when's it going to happen? Where am I going to see her with a guy? And is, is it going to be on? Wait, you're talking about media? a girl that you were in a relationship with is now in another relationship. Uh, well, my first girlfriend. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, I remember when it happened so clear. It broke my heart the second time. Yeah, for me, the one that got away, air quotations, is like, is the girl I didn't ask out. And now she was with someone That's, else. But, but here's the thing. And they're both the same feeling. If I they're imagine. not, no, but if they weren't once yours, and I use that in quotations too, because some people are like, hey, they don't belong to you. When you have a relationship, you had that. Yeah. When you didn't even have it, you never had anything. So you, when you lose it, it's not the same effect. Yeah, it sucks that now they're with someone else, but it's not like you guys had history. Yeah, but your brain, I feel like, automatically fabricates history. What could, no, no, it's like what could have been. Oh, thank and and it, and what could have been is like somehow perfect. Thank God I don't have that. I have that. Yeah. Not with metaphorical or like made up relationship. Yeah, yeah. I had that with real relationships. So first girl I dated, dated her for four years yeah. and I broke up with her and it was at first a relief. It was, I was kind of like, <clears throat> I want out of this thing, feeling a little bit trapped and a few months went by and things sort of set in. You're like, I miss her. I, I miss having her around. I, mm -hmm. you know, I miss being at her family. She was at my family and I remember, man, the night so clearly. I was on Instagram. This was, man, I don't even, how long ago was this? Like eight, seven years ago. Wow. And I was on Instagram right before bed, scrolling through, <clears throat> and I'm like, um, I think I, I think I went to go see her profile or something like that. Mm -hmm. Bad time to do it, by the way. And I saw her kissing the cheek of a guy at a concert. Mm. It's like little dweeb of a guy. He oh. looks like a, Literally a no-name brand of me, but like 40 pounds lighter. I still don't like this guy. I never even knew him. It just pissed uh, me off. Because he was a rebound, and he looked like a little piece of ass, man. I hated him. No name, no name, no name, no name. <laughs> he was just on a, like, I didn't even know the guy. But I saw him. I'm like, okay, I see the traits here that yeah. are similar to me, but <laughs> like stupider. <laughs> However, to see her, who I thought was so in love with me. Yeah replace me with someone else was such an eye-opening experience to say, you are replaceable. We are all replaceable, as bad as that sounds. Yeah. Um, and it broke my heart, man. I was in shock. That was a very terrible feeling. It's crazy. Um, it is a terrible feeling. And was, I'm not saying, I don't think she did it on purpose because some girls just- Some girls do it on purpose. And, but there are some people that do it on purpose and that, ooh. No, but you know what? That means they're not over you. Yeah. And if that's like, you can usually tell. Yeah. I don't care. Like, I don't play those games anymore. If if I'm happily in a relationship with someone else, I've moved on and I post about it, it's because I've moved on. Yeah. I'm not going to play these games of like, look who I got. Look how hot she is. Like, no, nah, come on. We're past that, you know? Yeah. Um, best day of my life. Best day of your life. Best day of my life was not necessarily a love one, mm. such as yours. This had no love, actually. But it... Oh, my... I'll never forget this day for the rest of my life. Um, this is a terrible song choice for this. But that's okay. It's a beautiful song. Is it Christmas? Is it like a Christmas vibe? This... 
I'm not saying this song is oh. Christmas, but like it's, it has Christmas vibes, you know? You hear yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. I, Christmas time. Oh, because it's like, it's warm. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Ooh, <laughs> um, no, okay, this isn't the perfect song. So basically, here's what happened. Seventh grade, actually. Holy shit, same, same as this one. Seventh grade, my mom used to drive me to school on her way to work. Yeah. I feel like we need I swear to God, if he saw Nadia on the side of the road. And there was this beautiful girl named Nadia. <laughs> And I was like, yo, I need that. Um, no, uh, no, I need it. What's a good song for this? What's like a nice, happy, adventure song? Mm. Name a happy, happy song. Ad- happy song? Like a nice, classic, happy song. Because I'm happy. <laughs> no, that's not. I hate that song. Because yeah. I'm happy. <laughs> that got overplayed uh, so much, man. Uh, yeah. Um, Happy song. I, I'd imagine uh, some sort of skateboarding song. I don't know. Okay, perfect. You know? Got it. Just going to like the... Okay, so let's start with this. I was on my way to school in seventh grade. Do we delete the sound effect? Oh, no. Sorry. And my mom used to drop me off relatively early. Like, like I was the first kid at school. Wow. By 30 minutes. Damn. Let me... Oh my god, man! Maybe this is why I'm in my head so much. Yo, that's uh, a little kid going first to school is like the wisest kid in the class. Wrong. Like it's like basically watching a sunrise. I wish before everyone. I wish that was the case. And yes, I saw the sunrise. <laughs> yeah. So my mom would drop me off on her way to school, on her way to work, and I would stand outside of this porta pack, like one of those portables. Yeah, yeah. I just stand there holding my backpack straps, and at the time I didn't have a cell phone, right? Yeah. So I'm now thinking, what did I do? You're literally the old man watching us on. I just like, looked I around. I, I remember. I just looked around. It was just in my head. Maybe yeah, that's you're why. an old man. I was an old man for 30 minutes, and then this kid named Mark mm. um, came. It was just the two of us for like another 15, 20 minutes, and then you know, as school approaches, it just gets super packed, right? Yeah. So one day it was early. I'm on my way to. The early session of just mind ruminating outside the of the calm portable. before the storm, the calm before the storm, if you want to put it that way, yeah. And my mom misses the turn, and she keeps going straight, and I'm like, and this is in Streetsville, right? And so I'm like, oh, I'm like, I look at her, I'm like, you missed the turn, like still looking at her, like, what the hell are you doing? Like, we've done She's this. She's like, we're going to Disney World, baby. I wish. No, <laughs> she goes, you're not going to school today. Oh, and I'm like, oh my god. What do you mean? She goes, do you want to go to the CN Tower? And I'm like, oh my God. So she keeps driving. We get to the the go station, the train station. We get on the train and my mom plays hooky with me, takes me out of school because she knew I didn't really want to go that day or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. And we go to the CN Tower and to this day, I've got this photo of me and my mom or this smile, you can't wipe it off my face, where I'm like, I skipped school today with my mom. And wow. she took me to the CN Tower for the first time in my life. And it was like a moment I'll never forget. And I'm happy I have that special moment with my mom, you know? Ah, that's amazing. Yeah. Really, really a great time. We got a photo to, to memorialize it. Um Wow, yeah. CN Tower, tallest building at the time. Yeah, in the world. Yeah. Wow, I f- I'm an asshole. <laughs> I'm talking about a three month relationship. <laughs> no, but yeah, this is what's amazing about <laughs> yeah, this. You know, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. for people, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. the happiest day of their life can come in many forms. Yeah, and that's why I would love to like interview old people and say, "What was your best day of your life?" Yeah, man, and see if they can even remember the ones where they were a kid, because because I do. They do, or like maybe, <clears throat> maybe they met Elvis backstage, yeah. you know, something like that. But they also go into like sometimes really powerful things of like the regret they had. I love that, man. I love when people open up about their regrets because, especially old people, because then it's like, man, you just realize how you just get you get so much perspective of just how short life could be. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, but you know, have you ever thought? Do you ever sit at home and think how? How short can you make life in your head? Pretty short, right? Pretty. Like when you when you understand, like, okay, quick, quick story, because I will be talking about this on YouTube. Yeah. My neighbor on the weekend got stabbed. This never happens in my area ever, let alone in a condo building on my floor, two doors down. That like it's crazy. Crazy. And when I walked by, I saw all this blood inside and I thought, 
this person, I know they were in like early 20s. Their life could be over at this moment. Yeah. Man. What about all those years of going to school and doing homework? It's all wasted. It's all gone. Yeah, man. For one potential mistake, you know? But not only that, you see people with uh, terminal illnesses and you're just like, it breaks your heart to think that they know they may not get to experience certain things we take for, for granted, like uh, getting white hair. Yeah. You know, simple things like that. It's crazy. It's crazy, crazy, crazy. Um, what, what do I see? Man, honestly, the white girl quotes on Instagram, they're getting better and better these days. Let me tell you. The white girl quotes. You know? What makes you say that? Uh, what was the quote? It was like, if you were to pass away tomorrow, your work, your workplace would start looking for someone within like two weeks. Jeez. Right? Yeah. But your family, the ones you love, they'll never forget that. Right. 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 And it just like puts in perspective like how much you do for work when you're so like replaceable for them. Whereas sometimes you should kind of step away from work and do, you know, more for your family. Because a lot of times we say like, yeah, I'm sorry, I can't hang out today because I have work in the morning or I have this in the morning or whatever. I have work. But you're so replaceable there. But we give much more attention to something professional because we got to stay professional. Whereas with family, it's like because we could say no. We do, and we slip away. It's true. I think anybody out there, no matter what would happen, you will be remembered. I don't want to say this in a negative context. You'll be remembered for at least 50 years, maybe way longer than that. Yeah. Because you'll be a conversation piece. Oh, remember this? Remember that? You know, so whenever we have this sensation where we don't have purpose or value, in our brain, we'll make that concrete as if, it's, yeah. as if it is a thing, you know? Um, it's not true. And it's hard, you know, for me to sit here and say that and someone that might be experiencing that sensation right now to absorb that. Yeah. Because your brain will be like, he doesn't know what he's talking about. He doesn't know this situation. You know, you're unique. He doesn't even know who you are. Your brain will, its main goal is to find any loophole around what I'm trying to say. 100%. But the concrete thing is we all matter to somebody. And it could be, you know, the weirdest person you'd never even think. You know, we had Kayla. Okay, in here the other day talking about uh, anxiety. For two and a half years, she never knew the impact she had on me in an anxious way, like in terms of seeing her own up to her anxiety in a public place. Wow, man. I saw her at events. We never talked. We barely knew each other, man. Just basically the context of our relationship with each other. Like, and now I I invite her on here to sit down and I tell her she had had no no idea. idea. She had no idea. And so you have to think, you could have held the door for the mailman one day when he sprained his arm. And that gesture could be like, wow, that's the person that held the door for me. Yeah. That's the person I cared. Derek, when Derek was in here, you know, I told you when I met up with him, he said, he didn't really know me. He goes, look, you know what, man, if it means anything, I think you're a really cool person. And I don't know anything about your YouTube stuff or anything. And I'm like, wow, like, thanks so much for saying that. Like, wow. Guy, guy to guy, we don't often say that, you know? Yeah. Person to person, man. And yeah, just like different structures or friendships or how you know someone limits you to say something. Yeah. But it's crazy because as soon as you say it, you, you, like, even if you think about it selfishly, as soon as you say it, you have kind of stepped up. You like, um, I can't think of the thing, but like amongst the crowd, you've... Stepped up to the plate? No, you've like... A pedestal? Yeah, like you just kind of, you know, you're different. You're just, you're more remembered because you're more unique from the crowd, you know? Well, if you... I don't know if that makes sense. It doesn't, but <laughs> you stick out You stick out for the right reasons. You stick yeah, out for, yeah, you're for your positivity, you're right? It's, and people um, remember that. What, you have to ask yourself, what's the fear, okay? If you admire someone, mm. he, let me, t- I'll go through a little example with you. I admire someone, doesn't mean I want to have sex with them, doesn't mean I want to have a full on relationship with them. Yeah. I admire them. There's something about them that I like. And so I kind of want to let them know so they feel good. The problem is both girls and guys, it goes both ways. We absorb compliments or or words of affirmation as, oh, they want something. Oh, no. I'm not interested. She wants a neck. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Especially guys, man. Like a girl will give you a comment and it's like, oh, yeah, she wants this. And it's like, (laughs) relax, first off. Like, try viewing it as, I don't know. 
that's the one thing that sucks. You know, there's so many people I admire in this world that I wish that I could just say, these are the reasons why, but I know for a fact it's going to go down a path of like, oh my God, he wants me. I'm going to quote Kanye West. Mm. Mm. If you love someone, go ahead and tell them because people never get the roses while they can still smell them. Ooh. Oh, damn, man. I wasn't ready for that one. How are you going to yeah. hit me with that? It's one of my favorite lines, man. That's so true. Yeah. Like, That's you know, so we, true. we always give them the flowers in the hospital when they're like maybe on their deathbed. Yeah. You know? Or at but their we funeral. Don't tell, yeah, or their funeral, but we don't tell them. So that's true. I think uh, that's true. It's something that this podcast has helped me a lot with because it gives me a reason to tell them. Yeah. I, I'm still uncomfortable with calling someone up saying, hey, look, just want to tell you that I admire whatever because it may be handled weird. But having people on this podcast, it's almost like therapeutic because I can admit it. Yeah. I can be like, hey, listen, I just want to tell you you've had this impact on me. Because the two, the two guests we've had, well, we've had more than that, but the two recent guests... Very, very small gestures that have sort of like stuck with me, you know? So, yeah, it's pretty good. I need to bring in some guests. You do. Yeah. I, do. I was thinking that like, you do. Absolutely. Yeah. As long as they, as I think anyone could be interviewed, um, as long as they have a story, the, the problem is sifting out people that want clout or attention. Yeah. Doing it for the wrong reasons. They want to come on a podcast. Oh, I got a great story. And they, they just goof off or they're awkward. It's like, Hold on, what happened in all of this stuff you want to yeah, talk yeah, about, yeah. you know? Or they expect something else in return or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Or if or if they come on here and it's like 30 minutes of inside jokes and you're like, okay, me or the <laughs> entire audience does not know what potato sack, bro. You know, like, what does that mean? You know? Uh leave us a review. By the way, guys, you know we haven't done we haven't said this in a while. Guys, do leave us a rating, a review, oh my a God, subscription. Yeah. I mean, you got you know, honestly the subscription Whoa. One more time. <laughs> the subscriptions have been amazing. You guys are freaking beautiful. Leave a rating and a review, you know, and maybe in the review, uh, let us know who you'd like us to interview. Just, it, you know, we don't get paid to do this, just so we're clear. Not at all. Amar and I take time out of our schedules every every week to do these yeah. podcasts for your enjoyment. And we don't ask you to send us money or pay for anything. We yeah. just ask for a rating and a review. And that's how you can give back so we can continue to do this. For sure, man. Because we like it. Sometimes you know you gotta say it. What was um worst day of your life? And we'll go back to another positive story so we don't end on a worst day, but like worst day of my life. I wanna see if there's any connects between your worst day and my worst day. For me, worst day, uh I've had a few worst days. Um I got music for this. Before we get too serious, I'm gonna play music first. There's gnarly ones, man. There's like family dying, family passing away. Just, just give one notable. I'm sure there's a lot of bad days. Just give one notable one. It doesn't have to be the worst. Yeah. I'll give you one notable one. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, one notable one. Honestly, I was... The day itself, nothing bad happened, right? But I just... I literally woke up at like 2 p.m. And from 2 p.m. to maybe like 4 a.m., I was in just... I was in my own head. I was in my own head of just like negativity. Right. And I just like one thing after the other and just like literally like just like it felt like I was a vegetable rotting in negativity. Interesting. Right. And just like just like kind of like just beating myself up of just like, you know, of just like, oh, no, you know, you're so bad at this. Oh, you know, but you can like pull yourself up if you do this. No, but you won't do it because that's not you. And then, you know, just like. I don't know, man. It was like almost like a, it was like a trip. It was like, it's that, it felt like a, like a, like a drug trip of just negativity, but I was like completely sober and everything. And I've, most of my life I'm very sober. So it was, it was very internal. Yeah. And it literally like did not move from the bed. Have you ever like stayed in bed so long that like your neck hurts? Yes. You know, my shoulders happen. Oh, and like, it's just so exhausting. And like you even listening to it. Is such a drag probably you're like ugh, because you you can relate to that but like though it was the more it was the worst day of my life of like just putting out negative thoughts yeah it was also so cleansing and so uh you get clarity after of just like 
Yeah, 100%. Man, if that's the worst day of my life of like thinking of what if, yeah. what if, what if, what if, mm -hmm. like it gives you perspective to not have that regret to then just go out and chase it and go do it because then it's like, it's like, yeah, I don't want to have that regret. I don't want to have that worst feeling because if my worst day was thinking about it, imagine what it was like not doing it. Mm. So it kind of gives you That's motivation. a very interesting worst day of your life, you know? Yeah, those are like... And oh. I, I've had, a, obviously, a few of those. There's a lot of... Look, whenever you're trying to pick the worst or the best, there's there's quite a few in that, that pool, yeah. you know? I think the worst day... And we're not going to end this depressing because we're going to go back to happy. For sure. I think the worst day um, was, you, was losing one of my grandmothers. Either one, to be honest, was equally as bad. Um, first one, it was a slower one. They were, she was in a hospice, which usually you go to a hospice if you have three months left to live. Yeah. And I just remember thinking, oh my goodness, like I went and saw her one night and she wasn't, uh, like there, she was there, but she wasn't, she, she was out, you know, yeah. and she was having a really tough time breathing and it just hit me. I'm like, oh my God. And then I started thinking, you know, the, the heart or the personality that she had, I don't know anybody in my life that has this. And it really hit me thinking, this is the end of a massive figure in my life that I want to hopefully take a little bit of, you know, because yeah. I, I spent a lot of time at her house as a kid. And so I've used her in many interviews I've done in the past as a, a very inspiration for me, like to sure. have her heart. And um, yeah, and then the other time I got a phone call at like 5 a.m. from my dad saying, Dan, you got to get to the hospital I'm like, oh, no. You know those phone calls? I'm like, oh, sh what happened? She said, oh, your grandmother had a stroke last night. Or it was like a brain aneurysm. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, I saw her the night before. And she was so bubbly and so happy and just totally herself. And then you go to the hospital and you see um, her after a stroke. And it's just like from that moment on, I never saw her again. Like wow. in, in that personality or that light. So it's for me, it's, it's heavily based off of loss. For sure. Loss of something that you'll never see again. And I still deal with that in life. Like when I lose something, I, I struggle with it for a little bit because I view it. I lost it. I lost it. Yeah. Never, never. I provided something to them. It's always me losing. It's true. Right. And um, yeah, that's that's usually if I look at what uh, attributes make a bad day for me, it's about losing something or someone. It's crazy, man. Loss of life. That is like that is such perspective for me. I don't know, man. It's mm -hmm. like, and I've experienced it all. Like you know, uh, cousins, grandparents, yeah, uh, friends, friends of best friends. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah, it's crazy. Sometimes how short life is, or even how long life is, and you still want to accomplish more. You know, a hundred percent, hundred percent. It's crazy. Interesting. Hope we don't get flagged for that song. Imagine. This, whole, this whole thing is just <laughs> silent. Yeah, um, okay, let's end it with one more quick positive story. Quick positive. Quick mm. positive. Hit me with that. Quick positive. I don't know. Um, quick positive. Let me think. Yeah, you, you go first. Let me, you let go, me go first, first on this one. Quick positives. Okay. Um, hmm. Maybe it was... Um, I'd say the feeling of a first in a new relationship. Mm. We'll reference my first relationship ever again, but this is applied in every serious relationship I've had since. Yeah. The moments that you'll never get again are like the first kiss, you know, like wow. that. Oh man. The yes. first kiss in a relationship is the freaking <sighs> best buddy. Holy. My first kiss ever. No idea what the hell I was doing. But I, um, it was at um, this, oh, what was it? It, was, it was in Oakville, and it was at this um, lighthouse. Wow. Full moon, too. None of, this was, none of this was planned, but I knew I wanted to ask this girl to date me, yeah. right? So I knew she loved tea, and so what I did is I rolled up the rim of her coffee cup, and I wrote, date me, question mark, under it, and I rolled it back down. And here in Canada, we have this thing called roll up the rim. Yeah, one of the most genius things ever. Where you drink your coffee, and once you're done, you roll up the rim of the coffee, and there'll either be a prize for a free coffee, a free donut, you could even win a car, Yeah. Um, or it'll say, please try again. Most but likely, please try again. Yeah, but this is only on 
for a short time throughout the year. Yeah. Unfortunately, it wasn't on when I was asking her out. So I asked her beforehand. I'm like, hey, do you want anything before I pick you up? And I knew she wanted a steep tea, two milk, one cream. Mm. And I got her it. And, and pick her up. We drive out to Oakville for whatever reason. We're just kind of hanging out. And when you're a teenager, you just kind of drive around, right? Yeah. We get to the stoplight. I'm like, okay, Dan. Like, now's the time. No, sorry. We stop. We go to get out of the car. She goes, oh, I'll throw it the trash. Uh, no. And she, she grabs all the <laughs> all oh, of our no. coffee cups. I'm like, oh, my God. What am I going to do? And I basically, right before I get out of the car, I flick the, the lights on for the, the front lights because yeah. it was nighttime. And I close the door and I go to walk away. And I look back. I'm like, oh. Shoot, I forgot the uh, the lights. Here, you go in. I'll throw this stuff out. Yeah. And she gave me the stuff back. And I put it back into the, Holy. the car, right? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I forgot. This was so ah, freaking genius. This is so close. So romantic. So I put it back in. We go in. We come back out. And we're, we're, we drive around again. We stop at a light. And I go, have you ever heard that you could win roll up the rim when it's not even on? And she goes, no, that doesn't happen. I'm like, yeah, it happens. And she wouldn't roll it up. I'm like, trust me, it happens. She like, trust me, motherfucker. She, she's like, no. And I'm like, no, that's not true. It doesn't happen. I'm like, look, roll it up. I guarantee you, like, it, it happens. She's like, no, oh, God, it never happens. I'm like, okay, look, give me the cup. She gives me the cup. It's still a red light. I roll it up. I'm like, oh, my God. She goes, shut up. I'm like, I won. She goes, no way. Give me the cup. And she takes it and she reads it. And she looks up. She goes, oh, my God. She said, date oh. me. And then... She goes to give me a hug. I go, whoa, 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 wait, wait, wait. You have something in your teeth. She flicks open the the mirror, flips yeah. down, and I wrote in there with a window writer, look back. Oh, my God. This is so good. Look back and so at she, it. she opens it and says, look back, and she looks into the back seat, and I move this towel, and there's some flowers underneath the towel. Yo, this guy's an octopus. Are you kidding me? How many hands are moving? <laughs> there's, a, there's two hands. One rolled off the rim. No, no, she takes it. Bang. Uh, thing. No, no, no. So yeah, no, basically, no, 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 here's no, what happened. Okay. When she went in and I went to go put the co the coffee cups back yeah, yeah. in, I took the flowers out of the trunk of my car and I put them in the Holy. back seat with a towel, right? And it was just so well orchestrated. Like Stone cold killer. Casanova Dan, man. And she was just like, yes, oh my God, I thought you'd never ask. And we went out to this pier. She went in for a kiss and I remember my heart was just like, oh my God, what am I going to do? I don't know what to do. <laughs> Do I, oh, do I keep my mouth open, my teeth closed? Do I kiss her teeth? <laughs> what happens? All he hears is his breath. Yeah. <laughs> I like you too. <sighs> no, so I go to kiss and she went for like a French kiss and I'm just like, oh my God. It was a very ugly, awkward kiss. Yeah. And it was you just- You had braces at the time? I, I did. I just want to add, you know, add some yeah. fuel to it. There was a full moon and I just remember thinking- Feeling of top of the world, man. Yeah, man. Feeling of absolute happiness. I got what I wanted. I got the girl. Ugh. I got the girl. That's not a common thing in movies for no reason. It's a yeah. sensation in guys that feels like no other. When you get the girl, yeah, it's a feeling that I cannot put my finger on for any other feeling in the world. You're right. But when you get the girl that you're in, that you really like, and she likes you back, man, it makes you feel like a million friggin' dollars. It's honestly, best feeling. It is. Happy day for me. Honestly, anytime I piss outside when it's cold, that's also a feeling of guys. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> that is that cannot be explained, <laughs> and it is one of the yeah. best feelings. Yeah, ever. it is. Just because you see the steam and stuff. You oh, and I shiver. Ooh, <laughs> so it doesn't take much for Amar to have a really good day. It seems like no, no, no. Um, okay, yeah, it's a it's a little story for sure. Um, I, I don't know if I ever told you the. Uh, in one, you know, yeah, I'll just say it. So, you guys have heard this on podcast before, but I did this trip from East Coast of Canada to West Coast of Canada um, on zero dollars, no money for food, travel, accommodations, whatever, mm -hmm. right? And we're going from East Coast. So, on the way to Toronto, there's a really big city called Montreal, one of the best cities ever. Um, it's, you know, the French speaking city and it's amazing. Beautiful women. Um, my friend was getting a haircut for free. And the barber was like, yo, guys, if you're doing this whole thing on, like, finding out who the nicest people in Canada are, like, you need to go to Mr. Rafid, right? And I was, and so my friend comes back and he's like, yo, we have to check out this Mr. Rafid guy. He owns an Iraqi grocery store, okay? Mm -hmm. And um, he's apparently one of the nicest guys in Montreal. 
So we go, and I'm already kind of getting homesick because we're on the way to Toronto. Uh, so I haven't seen my family. I haven't eaten like Iraqi food in so long. And his grocery store also sells food. Like they have a hot table mm-hmm. of Iraqi food. Yeah. Right? So I, I go there, and we get to listen to Mr. Rafid's story. And this guy, man, I'll, I'll probably cry because this guy, like, he's so, he's so freaking beautiful. <laughs> oh, let's hear oh. this. So <laughs> he... He used to live in Lebanon, mm-hmm. uh, and it was like you know, in, in like a war torn kind of part. Yeah. Um, and he's like, when I lived in Lebanon, um, I wasn't like a human to them because I didn't have money. You know, there was like yeah. two kind of like social classes: you either got money or you don't have money. Right. If you don't have money, they don't treat you like a human. They don't look at you as a human. Damn. Right. His daughter gets like terminally ill. Mm. Sorry, terminally ill means like you're 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 gonna die. You're gonna die. Yeah. Right. Over there was terminally ill, but it's curable. You know. But over there, it's like you need. He needed like he thought she was oh. terminally ill because he needed a thousand dollars to save her life. Like this pill, literally cost a thousand dollars to save her life, and he didn't have a thousand dollars. Did she? She die? So he started buying Kleenex boxes. Yeah. From like random grocery stores. And he would sell them at a profit on like on the traffic, like at traffic lights. Yeah. Right. Just to raise money. Mm -hmm. And he raised like $200 and some Canadian guy was driving and he asked this guy, what's your story? Right. And he told him about his daughter and whatever. And he kind of didn't believe it at first, but he kind of looked into it, met the daughter, saw that she was sick. He gave him $400, $500, convinced the UN to take this guy to Canada to mm-hmm. get the medication that he needs for him and his daughter, right? Mm-hmm. Canada takes him in mm-hmm. as a refugee, takes him in, yep. brings him in, and um, you know he lands and everything, and they give him a letter, and it says, Dear Mr. Rafid, welcome to Canada. Mm-hmm. Welcome home. Wow. And then he, he looks at me, and this is like, I'm already like on the verge of crying, and then he's like, Amar, do you know that in 20 years, no one looked at me as a human being, not even ad- addressed me as Mr. Like just addressing me as Mr. Yeah. Was the most humanity I've got in 20 years. Just that basic respect. Right. Yeah, that's so insane. He owns a. He, uh, wait, wait, when you called him Mr.? No. When Canada, Canada was like, Dear Mr. Yeah. Rafid, welcome yeah. home. Yeah. He's like, that is the most humanity I've experienced in 20 years for something. Because you said it earlier, you know, like you can hold the door open for a mailman. And it's like, yeah, okay, whatever. It sounds cliche that, you know, it's such a small act, but it goes such a long way. Like, look how small of an act addressing someone as Mr. Yeah. Rafid is. And look how long it's gone in his life, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So now, yeah, he owns a grocery store that has a hot table. It's called uh, Marche for Dose. Um, and he gives free food to anyone who can't afford free food. Or sorry, anyone who can't afford food, he'll give it to you free, no questions asked. That's it. So he's continued his, his giving spirit. Yeah, and on his storefront it says, if you don't have any money, mm-hmm. we feed we feed you for free. And that's it. And even the guy who works, all the people that work for him are people that have gone to him for free food and he wow. says instead of free food i'll give you an actual job here damn and so meeting him was like a was that was one of the best moments like of my life because and this was all on like over iraqi tea and it was like it was perfect damn you have that guy on here eh? oh my god yeah we can call him in man he's amazing yeah you know it's funny like you never know like you just said like what you never know when you wake up if that's going to be the best day of your life or the worst or if it's going to fall somewhere in between yeah um and that's what's kind of exciting about propelling forward in your life is to wake up every day thinking huh i wonder what today is going to be because as much as you think you have control things outside of your control as we've seen look at what what our best and worst days have become they had nothing to do with us it was our exi- outside sources pulling us out to those things. Yeah. My mom pulling me to the, there, you know, my, my grandmother's passing away. These are things that were outside of my control. Mm-hmm. So whether or not I sit at home or not, 
the best day or worst day of my life could still happen to me. And I think that's what's really kind of special about waking up every day with that sort of mentality. Play the gamble of life, man. Play it, and you could win. You could win. It'll probably say, please try again. <laughs> or a free donut. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cool, guys. Uh, hopefully you guys have the best day of your life today or tomorrow or sometime this week. Be nice. Of course, always be nice. Yeah. Yeah. Be nice. All right. Love you guys. Take care. There it is. <laughs>